Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. The Senate, having tried Donald John Trump, President of the United States, upon two articles of impeachment exhibited against him by the House of Representatives and two-thirds of the senators present not having found him guilty of the charges contained therein, it is therefore ordered and adjudged that the said Donald John Trump be, and he is hereby, acquitted of the charges in said articles. Highways of America, here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that, from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. And welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I am your host, Brian Bledsoe, and if you want to connect with us, whether on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, it's all the same name at TrendChat247. And we are available on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, all, well, most of your popular podcast outlets out there. So thank you for listening. Thank you for coming in to episode 164 of Trend Chat. And so first off, just want to say um, we're going to have R.J. Boltman to talk about his campaign for U.S. Congress. And 
We're going to have that coming up soon. But as you heard in the beginning, that was Chief Justice um, Roberts um, basically saying what we all should have known was going to happen when this whole impeachment uh, whole ordeal started. Because if you don't know, in the past couple of episodes, I know why this you know impeachment been going on. We haven't even spoken about it. Because I told you when when the House um, passed impeachment back then that it's no point of talking about it because one. This is inevitable. It's going to go to the Senate and the city is going to acquit. So with that, well, I mean, I guess, I guess we just go on to the next, next segment. That's it. Politics and other stuff, maybe. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, all right. I, I do have a little bit <laughs> before we go into that. Let me just, yeah. I, I just want to say <laughs> that. As I said, this was inevitable. But one thing I was <laughs> a little bit curious about is that so when the vote went down as far as for to call additional witnesses and additional evidence and all that. And I know many of us as conservatives and Republicans was um, <laughs> all on the side of, hey, you know, let's just get this over with and because we don't need no more witnesses or whatnot. I I can't say it is. Oh, a little bit. I kind of wanted them to call more witnesses and, and more evidence and all that. And it wasn't because of anything, especially it wasn't because of what Romney, his reasoning. It wasn't that <laughs> my reason was strictly <laughs> political because I would have loved for this trial to go on and on and on especially to the point <laughs> where you had the candidates who were running for president those democrat candidates and you had iowa caucus come you know which is passed which we'll touch on a little bit <laughs> i mean it's not really much to talk about given the fact that um you know they still don't really don't have a winner as a this recording i think they don't at least maybe i didn't check a couple of hours ago, but, but in, anyway, I would have loved to have this trial going on to keep t- having those senators come back to DC and having to either go to Iowa and then to New Hampshire and all, all that just totally screw up their schedule. <laughs> That's the only reason I would want it, um, this to go on any further. So, but, um, also, one another thing, which um, if also if you don't know, um, out of the House and the Senate, you had Republicans across the board vote either to not impeach in the House or not guilty in the Senate, and out of both houses. The Democrats managed to get one Republican to to go on their side, which was old Willard Romney or Pierre Defecto or whatever else he want to call himself in secret or whatever. But um, I, and I tell you, I, 
I remember voting for <laughs> uh, Mitt Romney in um, 2012. And I must say that was like one of the most unmotivated votes I've ever <laughs> went to the poll to, to vote for someone. Cause I really didn't think he were, he was going to do anything. And, and, but the alternative being Obama, I was like, I guess I'll vote for, for Romney, even though I don't really think he'll be that much better. If anything, he'll just, um, maybe just stall some things for a couple of years or whatever. But anyway, since 2012, he just, it has become more and more disappointing ever since. <laughs> and having Mitt vote guilty on one of the charges on, he only voted for one of the charges um, to, for guilty, not um, not both. Because remember, there were two articles that they were voting on, and uh, obstruction of Congress and abuse abuse of power. And um, Mitt Romney voted guilty for abuse of power, and for you know whatever reason. And you know, speaking about impeachment, even though it's it's over now, and I know this is something. <laughs> You know, if you have a podcast, it's something you probably shouldn't do, but I think it's a great podcast. It's on Ted Cruz podcast, him and Michael Knowles uh, verdict. That is a great podcast, especially in talking about everything that went on with impeachment. And now that it's over, but they're going to going to continue the podcast. And I, I hey, I think it's great. <laughs> I would say check that out, too. <laughs> I'll put that way. Check it out too. Check theirs out and also tell them to check this one out too. So it's not like you can't do both. Can't you can subscribe to theirs and subscribe to mine too. I mean, I mean, for one, I mean, there's a, there's number one now or number one or number two. Anyway, I, they're way up there. I mean, we could, you know, you can subscribe here and listen to old, old Brian over here. So, but, um, but yeah, so. The uh, with all this with the impeachment and now the acquittal and one thing I I posted about um uh, well yesterday was all these headlines back when the when President Trump was um, impeached by the House all the headlines on you know on newspapers were just all in bold letters impeached across the um, Washington Post, Political, and New York Times, and all that. Like they really made a point to make sure that's the in all caps <laughs> to say that he was impeached. And my question was that now that he has been acquitted, I was wondering is if the media was going to in turn have that in all caps and and saying that he was acquitted. And to my surprise, that actually happened. So I know when I will post something like that and then when the media actually um, do that, um, do something where I would be pessimistic and thinking that they're going to um, be fair both ways, at least on reporting on this. I ain't not going to go into everything else, but just this this part right here, this little story, they were actually fair. They treated the acquittal uh, just as much as they did the um 
the impeachment, at least on the the headline. I mean, I'm pretty sure the, the articles maybe weren't as favorable. Um, I probably had all sorts of um, just dire straits for America and, and all of that because uh, the president that they so so hate to give any sort of credit to. But I digress. I don't, I didn't read all the articles. I was just talking about how the headlines are going to look. So, but I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm glad that they did that. It's not like we're like, Ooh, I was proven wrong. No, I'm glad to be proven wrong that that happened. So anyway, now that it's over and it was funny. We had the acquittal, um, after the state of the union, which wasn't really, well, he didn't talk about it at all during um, his state of the union. And, but yeah, so now like I said, I'm glad this is over. Now the, the test of this, of how is this going to affect um, president Trump and the Democrats will, we'll see when it comes to November, because that's, that's going to be the test. Now it, it would be something else with all this to, to happen at the beginning of the year. And then president Trump get reelected that one, I would hope that to happen, but that would really be the test. Cause, um, in November with this, cause one way or another, this whole impeachment, um, ordeal is going to be linked to whatever happens in, in November. So now I'm start, <laughs> starting in, um, for the Democrats, at least was the Iowa caucus. So I guess we'll talk about that. Maybe, maybe a, you know, a little bit. And also, again, like I said, we are going to have RJ Boatman on and we'll have the interview and we'll have all that coming up. Politics and other stuff, maybe. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. Hello, this is Brian Bledsoe, host of Trend Chat. Also contributor at Politichicks.com. Here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism. With over 300 pages from contributors like myself, talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at Politichicks.com and is also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Yeah, let's talk about the Iowa caucus. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I really had to get the energy up to really talk about this because it's not really much to talk about <laughs> in the sense of all the dysfunction amongst the Democrats with all this, uh, <laughs> the vote counts and everything just screwing up. And it's, <laughs> it's, it was, um, quite, um, man, I forgot the word all of a sudden, um, uh, Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude. I forgot. I, I should have looked that up because that's exactly what was huh? Schadenfreude. 
probably said that wrong. It's probably just as bad as my Spanish that I'm trying to learn as well. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, what I guess one thing in particular about this that I found quite interesting is that, um, President Trump had a higher turnout than Obama did in 2012, which is astounding <laughs> to think about. Meanwhile, the Democrats had not as much enthusiasm that they had hoped. They they were projecting that they will be breaking records, um, that they will have, you know, the most more more people than ever, because you know, in their eyes, that um, everyone just hates Trump and they're extra motivated to come out for these caucuses to make a point of that. That didn't happen. So. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's early. Like I said, this is the first, this is Iowa. Now though, everyone is in New Hampshire now and, and with all that, but it is telling and maybe it is a trend pun intended <laughs> that may be favorable to the president. So, but like I said, as of right now, I haven't checked, but, um, the only thing I've seen is that Bernie is, <laughs> Um, claiming victory in Iowa, uh, but as far as any official um, results as of this recording, which to say, just want to mention, we are in Oklahoma City recording um, here, and just you know, want to mention that we've, as always, you know, always on the road, and um, but we're all looking forward to get back home to go to the Tarrant County GOP dinner, which is. This weekend, February the eighth. So, but yeah, that as an aside, just want to mention that. But yeah, so the um, speaking of Iowa, I was there the day after the caucus, <laughs> um, but it wasn't you know nothing in connection with any of that. It was just um, I was making a delivery somewhere in Iowa. <laughs> And I was able to stop by the University of Iowa in Iowa City to watch the State of the Union. Um, and uh, that was uh, one. It was a great speech. So but <laughs> one thing I noticed. So I first off, let me just say, all right. So President Trump didn't shake Nancy Pelosi's hand at the, in the beginning. And then. Nancy Pelosi ripped his speech at the end. And I'm seeing on both sides, one is condemning the other. Right. <laughs> right. If um, we as Republicans and conservatives are like, Oh, you know, <laughs> the president didn't shake Nancy's hand. And you know, that, that was awesome. And then when she ripped the, <laughs> the speech at the end, uh, we're like, Oh, that's just disgraceful, <laughs> which I'm like, you know, um, I mean, so he did that in the beginning and she did what she did at the end. And for, for me personally, I don't care about either one. Um, if she, if he doesn't want to shake her hand, fine. It doesn't really, uh, mean anything. Not to me, at least. And she ripping, um, if Nancy Pelosi's going to rip his, uh, his speech at the end. Okay. Whatever. I mean, if that's how you feel, fine. I'll tell you one thing about Trump, especially that I like about Trump more than anything, is that 
Now, I mean, he doesn't do this all the time, but one thing I like is that he is really um, kind of breaking all this um, fake decorum that we have in politics, which I can't stand. So, um, to the effect, uh, I guess something kind of like where um, someone that, except for someone, I'm a Republican and I'm talking about another Democrat that I totally disagree with everything that they stand for and then um if i'm going to make a speech on the floor i want to i'm going to call so-and-so my friend or whatever like that well my friend on the other side of the aisle or something like, I'm like no you're not my friend like i'm against everything you stand for like i think the, the policies that you want to enact are, are going to be detrimental to this nation and to and going to hurt many people and so if i think that about your policies i don't really consider you a friend and i will kind of you know i'm not going to act like like we're buddies i may call you a colleague and which you hear really you you know from some but there's some out here that kind of want to keep that um keep that like decorum up and make it seem like oh we're just you know we're old pals or whatever like that I don't know. no <laughs> so i mean so if i have someone like nancy pelosi who is trying to basically stain my presidency <laughs> by having this whole impeachment going on on top of many other things that they're doing in the house to just basically make president trump a, a living hell his life <laughs> and yeah i'm i don't I, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to shake your hand. <laughs> like, whatever. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to f- do anything else, but I'm like, w- but we're not going to be buddies. And so I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll wave at you. Hey, how you doing? Okay. <laughs> if that, but yeah. And the other way around, like I said, if, if Nancy Pelosi feel that way, be, my whole thing is about just be authentic. <laughs> like, if you don't feel that way, just like, when the state of the union was going on. So, which happens both on both sides all the time. So if, a, if the president up there is a, is a Republican, then the, you know, the other side, the Democrats are not going to cheer us too much of anything because they don't agree on any, on too much of anything. So that's kind of par for the course. You flip that around when Obama was giving his state of the union, the Republicans weren't standing up for a lot of stuff, which if I was there, I wouldn't either. So, and also even, even in going to the state of the union, cause some Democrats didn't even go and they gave their reasons cause they feel like, okay, well, I don't want to be there because he's going to lie whatever. That's how they feel. Fine. Don't go. I mean, if I was a Republican, I wouldn't want to hear Obama talk for an hour. So, so I, I'm fine with that. If you don't want to go, I don't. If I ain't gotta be there, and if I don't have a real reason to be there, if that was a Democrat up there, I maybe go to one. <laughs> After that, I don't want to. Like you just saying the old same old stuff that I that I am constantly in the Congress to fight against. And so, if you're just gonna be up there, just you know, spewing the same old same regardless whoever whether the democrat republican if i'm a republican i don't care about hearing a democrat so so yeah i probably wouldn't show up either <laughs> so yeah but um <laughs> i don't know but that's 
that like I said, this whole decorum and trying to, I guess, give a picture like, oh, everything's so, um, just. I don't know. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm really trying to just think of the word, just where every everything just is it, it, just so um pristine and on up and up and whatever. And just and at the same time, we're sitting here making policies that affect millions of people, and yet we're supposed to be all just you know just chummy. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> getting off of that. So, um, like I said, we're gonna get to our interview with um uh with R.J. Boatman. And so, but yeah, well, well, I have one other thing I was, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up at the, at the end, but, um, but it, yeah, anyway, I don't, I'm surprised that really fired me up <laughs> in a way that, well, I'm not surprised cause that whole thing about like people saying that they're friends and everything when you know they're not, it's just really, um, guess what you say is a, what, um, grind my gears. Hey everybody, it is Chad Prather, host of the Chad Prather Show. You are listening to Trend Chat with my man, Brian Bledsoe. Come on with it. Hello to fans of Trend Chat and Brian Bledsoe. The Founding Project, an education nonprofit dedicated to civics, invites you to visit our brand new website. Visit us at thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. This is Trend Chat. Hello, this is Trend Chat. And we are very pleased to have R.J. Boatman with us. He is running for U.S. Congress in the 36th District in Texas. And we want to bring him on and ask him about his campaign and get some insight on issues that he's running on. So how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Brian. It's great to talk this morning. So first off, it was great meeting you at the Empower Texans Gala. And for me, as I mentioned in the previous podcast episode, where it just, you know, it was a crazy night for me because I you know, I was receiving the award. But it was nice to meet you and, and able to talk with you face-to-face before we um, did this interview. Brian, congratulations on the award. Uh, th- those are few and far between. When you find such a uh, stalwart freedom fighter as yourself, uh, I have to admit I'm a little jealous. I wish I had one of those swords, but maybe someday you'll let me hold yours. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I could have let you hold it in while I was there. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was surreal to me, though. But I, but enough about me. This, one, this is about you. And first I want to ask, how's the campaign going? Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens. But you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow. So it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. 
Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. Going absolutely awesome, uh, Brian. I couldn't wish for more. I mean, I'm a, I'm a consummate optimist. I've always got my head held high, but I can honestly say it's been fantastic. Oh, and so for people that may not know, where is 36th District? 36th District is on the east side of Harris County, uh, where I was born and raised. It runs from uh, Clear Lake, Houston, across to Pasadena, uh, Deer Park, LaPorte, Shore Acres, Channel View, and Crosby. From Crosby, it runs up to the Trinity Livingston area, and then all the way up to Lake Sam Rayburn. And then from there, we go across to the uh, Louisiana line, and we follow that line all the way back down to a little tiny piece of Beaumont, all of Baytown, and back to uh, Clear Lake. We have nine counties. There are eight full counties and one partial, Harris being the partial. Our other counties include Liberty, Hardin, Polk, Tyler, Jasper, Newton, and Orange. Okay. All right. So, you know, people listening now, they know, um, like what, you know where the district is. And um, I know for me personally, as a truck driver, I go to um, uh, around that area a lot, especially down to um, Beaumont or uh, Baton. I don't know, is it Baton or Baytown? <laughs> so I've heard there's different kinds of ways. Is it, which one is it? Baton? I, I, was raised to call, I was raised to call it Baytown. It's on the Baytown, bay. okay. Yeah, I, I don't Yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes I come across people when I pick up down there and, you know, just say it, and then they'll say it a different way. But, but anyway, um so what inspired you um, to run? Well, you know, I've uh, I've been one of those guys all my life that, that that believes that I need to listen to the faith that guides me. I've got a strong Christian faith. I believe every job I've ever had has been uh, been part of God's will. He's led me uh, into a career path that maybe I didn't think I was going to be in, but they turned out to be absolutely awesome. I became very passionate about all of my jobs did them to the best of my ability, and I do believe that this is my next calling. I believe that everything I've done in my life has prepared me for this, and I believe I'm uh, completely and competently equipped for the next job ahead. Okay. And, well, in that, I guess I also want to ask, um, like, a, a little bit about yourself as far as, um, whether as far as being a, a businessman or as far as um, in, I guess in the service or whether you in city council or something like anything like that. So um, I have been in what, public service, Brian, all of my life since I was 18 years old. My first job was for the uh, state, then I went to work for the city. Uh, at the state, I worked for the Department of Criminal Justice. Uh, for the city, I was the police chief on the south side of Houston. I went on to be the organized crime board governor for all of Harris County, including 48 police departments, four federal agencies, really big project. We did great work. Uh, from that, I was recruited to build the nation's first center for school safety just prior to the Columbine incident. Uh, we did great work for over 13 years, uh, building systems that would protect our children from the horrific uh, crisis of a school shooting or other major school violence. At the same time, uh, I worked on some statewide public integrity task force projects, and from that, I became a sitting municipal judge. And I spent almost 16 and a half years uh, in the municipal judge business. 
So my background is, is law enforcement. It's uh, the protection of our students and our public school systems, and it's our criminal justice systems and our court systems. Uh, and for over 35 years, I've served the public, uh, my local cities, my county, my state, uh, and through the U.S. Department of Education uh, projects, my, my, the, the federal government. Okay, well, that kind of goes into what I was going to talk about next is just the kind of the issues that you're running on and just going by your website and seeing that um, immigration was the first one on there. So, you know, do you consider that to be a top priority? Absolutely. Um, I I, I believe in the American dream. I believe in uh, opportunities for individuals to come to this great country from other countries and to immigrate legally. Uh, the key word in that issue is illegal immigration into this country, and that must be stopped before we can have a qualified system that allows others to come here and seek that American dream and our patriotism and to become a U.S. citizen. We first must secure our borders. It's paramount. That issue's never been about immigration. It's been about open borders. It's been about uh, the trafficking of narcotics and weapons and uh, human and sexual trafficking into this country. Uh, there are political uh, ideologies that, that, that fight to have that border open for their various reasons and causes, but it's absolutely necessary that we secure the border first. Once our country is safe and secure, then we can continue to work on uh, solutions to immigration. And when it comes to illegal immigration, I know if you're running um, – on on that particular issue that can tend to be I guess controversial just because of who uh, um because of the perceived notion of it. Uh, how would you be able to get past anyone um people that are maybe skeptical uh whenever um something like this is brought up? Well, you know, I spent a lot of time we we've done about fifty stops in my district on some major tour processes and one of the processes and the tours that we traveled through our district talking about, I think it was 11 of those city stops, we talked about finish the wall. And we made it very clear. Um, I took an angel mom with me. Her name is Laura Wilkerson. I'd like to give her a shout-out. Her son was killed in a horrific incident where his life was taken by an illegal alien who had already been processed by our uh, law enforcement agencies and our court systems uh, because of the, the lack of uh, support for uh, either maintaining him in custody or uh, deporting him after his initial crimes, he was let go. Within six months, back on the street, um, he targeted her son. It was a horrific murder. He took his life, uh, and now he's 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 uh, finally been adjudicated. He's in he's in prison where he should be. Hopefully, if he makes parole, then we'll consider deporting him. He's a very dangerous individual, but it's it's just very important that we get the message out that. That, that securing our border is not necessarily about uh, the disallowance of good people seeking to uh, promote the betterment of America by becoming a, becoming a citizen, a patriot, and a hardworking contributor to our societies. It's about keeping the criminal elements out, the dangerous elements out, uh, that not only keep our, our country unsafe, but that drills all the way down to our communities and the safety of our homes, our families, and our children. So, and moving on to taxes and spending, um, the the next uh, issue you have on there, and I want to ask because 
Congress just passed another trillion-dollar spending bill recently, um, and just want to ask ask you, what would you intend to do in D.C. to try to curb this steady stream of trillion-dollar spending? You know, we've done that twice in a short amount of time. Uh, since I've been in this campaign, there's been two of those major, uh, what I call omnibus bills passed. That there's just going to have to be enough voice enough uh, assertiveness, enough leadership, and enough strength to stand up and say no. You know, out of 435 House members, there's only 34 members, as I know, in the House Freedom Caucus. And and those are the voices that I've listened to, the voices that I admire. I'll name a few, uh, Chip Roy, Louis Gohmert. Um, of course, I, I, I believe in Ted Cruz and uh, his staunch fight to keep America conservative and strong and prosperous. And at the same time, uh, I believe that more freedom fighters need to fight their way to Congress. We need to stand up and speak up. We can't depend on someone else to do it. It's time that we stop this overzealous pork barrel spending and say no. And, if and, you know, if you follow the Texas House, uh, my favorite is uh, Jonathan Stickman. And sometimes he's the only no vote on the floor. And I intend to be that no vote. But if I stand there long enough, my experience tells me that two more will stand with me and four more after that and then 16. And before you know it, we'll have a consensus that says America's had enough. And it's time to give this country back to the people. The government was not created to rule or, 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 or overlord the people of this country. It was created to serve this country. And it's time that we give that message back to D.C. Well, I'm pretty sure you're <laughs> I'm guessing you're prepared to not be a fan of leadership up there <laughs> by, by um standing up especially when it comes to spending. You know, there there's some there's some Republican leadership and I'll have to admit it. I sometimes believe they must see D C as their playground. I'm absolutely gonna see it as a battleground. It's time to fight for our people, it's time to fight for our country and mostly it's time to fight for our future. The future that we're going to leave our children and our grandchildren. You know, Brian, I just had my first granddaughter. She is absolutely the joy of my life, and it's my absolute job to make sure she has a strong and a safe and a secure and a prosperous country to grow up in. Okay. Well, and moving on, but also in the speaking of children, because I don't have many, like, direct questions so much, but um, – but I know I have two in particular, and one revolves around the life issue, and just wondering where you stand as far as when it comes to the how. As you, I guess you would you would hear the bias in my question, but that I, I'm just fully going to admit it. It's just the slaughter of children, which is called abortion. You know, there 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 are times in life when compromise might be a reasonable word. I believe that we need to find time to compromise in our relationships, those that we love, uh, when we talk about uh, issues that, that, that where those that are important to us and our families have an opinion and want to help make a decision. But there's also times in life, Brian, when compromise should never be used. There are times when we need to stand up to defend what's right. And if we're defending what's right, there should be no compromise. You know, I, I just can't agree to uh, 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 an extension to, to 20 week abortion or, you know, third term abortion or, you know, who knows what they'll come up with next. I've, I've even heard, uh, uh, commentary about, um, post birth abortion. 
but but I just can't agree with any terms abortion Brian we we should have never passed uh legislation that allowed abortion to be the law of the land in this country and we should stand to fight to abolish abortion I have zero tolerance on that issue God created that life that life is 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 a living breathing precious gift from God from the moment of conception and I will stand and not only fight for that life I intend to 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 run my first bill up the hill uh uh called sanctity of life uh initially uh proposed by Steve Sock there was a couple of times that Ron Paul took a run at that bill we've never gotten it passed but I believe it's time to stand strong with leadership uh with with strength and with determination to make sure that we don't stop until we pass the bill to abolish abortion okay and and my other issue would be the second amendment and just wondering where you stand on on that and and yeah and just what you plan to do in dc to, to you know to protect our second amendment you, you know brian is a is a former judge, organized crime commander, and police chief, I'm going to have to step out and say that I believe I'm an expert on this issue. And and not only do we need to defend the entire Constitution and our all of its amendments, its Bill of Rights and its amendments, but we need to also understand that the minute we open that door, uh, if you look at what red flag laws are saying and what the TAPS uh, legislation is saying, it, it will open the door to an opportunity where local law enforcement can kick in your door uh, to search and to seize and to confiscate your firearms. Uh, now we've not only violated our Second Amendment, but uh, we violated just about every amendment when we do that. And it's it's it, once again, its intent is is not about protecting a, a, an innocent life uh, or a, a, a school shooting. And I've got that experience too. School shootings are not about legal gun ownership. School shootings are about um, issues where we need to focus harder on the uh, social, emotional wellness of our children. But but to, to, to try to convince this country and our communities and the district that I actually am running for Congress in that there's a necessity for a task or a red flag law to allow local law enforcement to confiscate your firearms based on insinuation, innuendo, and negative social media posts is ridiculous, it's ludicrous, and it's absolutely a step towards socialism. And once that door is open, Brian, it's going to be horrifically hard to shut that door. We need to stand and fight with every breath to protect our Second Amendment, to protect our Constitution, and say absolutely no to red flag and tap. Well, that answered my next question about red flag law, so I can just cut straight to my, my next question. And really, it's not a question. I just want to give you the time to let everyone know why they should vote for you, and if they want to know more about you and or help out with your campaign, where would they go, and, and all that. So I, I would love to have folks that want to step up and stand up and support us you know, I'm, I'm, this is not a, 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 an ego issue for me. It's not about power. It's not about titles. I've had plenty of those. I, I'm just a worker. I've been a worker all my life, and and I intend for not not individually to be the congressman. I intend for every member of my district to join me in being the congressman of the 36th district. And so to do that, uh, I need to know who you are. We need to meet and greet, uh, and I need your help. 
And so you can reach out to us many ways. Our, our office is located in the Houston Clear Lake space at 1322 Space Park Drive. You can call us at 281-767-2639. Uh, you can email us at info at boatmanforcongress.org. And you can go to our webpage at boatmanforcongress.org. We appreciate your comments. We appreciate your support. We're absolutely listening. If you can help by volunteering, block walking, uh, phone banking, or if you can make a donation, it would be extremely important to us. You know, sad but true, if I could win on love, I'd already be all the way to Capitol Hill. But it absolutely takes money to do this, so we do need your help. And once again, that's Boatman, F-O-R, Congress. All right. Thank you so much for your time and all the best in the campaign. Brian, you're awesome, and uh, I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to chat this morning. I hope to see you soon, and lunch or coffee on me if you bring that sword, because I'd love to see it again. (laughs) All right. This is Sarah Gonzalez, and you are listening to Trend Chat. Thanks to RJ for joining us. And um yeah, so check out the website and and right now this month it's gonna be all candidate interviews. It's gonna be the whole series. Um right now. As I mentioned a number of times before already, that we wanna make sure we get all these interviews out before the Texas primary which is pretty much um, Super Tuesday. So it's not just Texas, but um, as of right now, all the candidates that we have are in the state of Texas. So so we definitely want to make sure we have everything out before the primary on March 3rd. So, again, thanks to RJ for, for joining us. And we'll have, well, actually, I don't even know, I mean, who would be on next week. We may have actually, uh, actually, trying to think, uh, two episodes Maybe, um, I think <laughs> I'm sitting there trying to do this behind the scenes on <laughs> on the air. Anyway, just want to mention a little bit before we go, and also before I even get to that, just want to say, especially on this particular episode, given that we <laughs> it's so Trump centric because we're talking about president Trump's acquittal and talking about state of union and all of that. And also not only that, just the Iowa caucus because the Democrats are, are running to take his spot. So, <laughs> um, so it, yeah, it's been a lot about Trump. So this particular podcast partner, we definitely should include in this episode um, is trumpmug.com. So, you know, if you want to celebrate president Trump's, <laughs> Acquittal, you can go to trumpmud.com. They got all, all sorts of mugs, of course. It's trumpmud.com, but they have mugs, coins, um, flags, all sorts of Trump-centric gear and that you <laughs> that you would want. Um, signs, um, Trump 2020, all of that. You just go to trumpmug, trumpmug.com. You need to slow down and just say it right. <laughs> trumpmug.com and if you put in the code trendchat you get 10% off on anything on there so again if you want to celebrate President Trump's acquittal 
this week, go to trumpmud.com and get yourself some some signs to put out there. Uh, so, but speaking of Trump again, in a way, because this halftime show that happened in the Super Bowl, which also happened, I mean, a lot happened in the past couple of days. Super Bowl, State of the Union, Iowa caucus, uh-huh. Um, uh, uh, the acquittal all all this happened in the matter of what uh i'm trying to count one all right five days <laughs> so uh but yeah so for one um kansas city chiefs won the super bowl which i watched on my phone i'm trying to think where i was yeah i was in cincinnati and i didn't feel like going to the bar across the street so i just watched it on my phone <laughs> so but uh it was a good game and not only did the game get a lot of uh, attention, but the halftime show. And like I said, and talking about Trump a little bit in this, because it seemed like in some of the performances that they were making a political statement, especially JLo with the kids in cages and all that, um, that sort of look or whatever, but you know, it gets people in reading into that. Um, wouldn't be surprised. I mean, she's a pretty, you know, big liberal in a way. So it wouldn't shock me at all. One thing, but the one thing that I want to mention is that, you know, um, when Shakira and JLo were announced to be the halftime show uh, for the Super Bowl, you know, a quick little Google, sh- um, a Google search. I really need to like, I'll be honest with you. I'm like really, having a couple minutes before I had to go watch a movie. <laughs> and so I need to just go and slow it down so I can get it out. So I won't be repeating myself, <laughs> but um, I'm just being real with you. I'm about to watch a movie um, here in Oklahoma city. But anyway, if, uh, if you did a quick Google search on Shakira and JLo, when they were announced, uh, you would have known right then and there that, they're not going to come out in potato sacks for this halftime show. So I don't know what everyone was surprised about. Actually, I was thinking JLo, JLo was going to come out in um that, that green dress she wore, what it was almost 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised she was coming out in that, you know, showing everything. I mean, she's like 50 years old and she's proud of her body and she want to show it to everybody. <laughs> and, so so as Shakira which is she's like 43 but anyway um for one I know a lot of people was um pointing out that JLo was doing the, on the pole <laughs> which when you think about it I mean you had these pro-life groups uh wanting to advertise during the Super Bowl and you had these um other other groups wanting to promote the, the second amendment I mean so okay here we got a group wanting to talk about, you know, protecting the unborn and all that and babies and all, and no, that's all nice. And you have another group want to talk about protecting your family and, you know, through the second amendment and, you know, and being, you know, self reliant and in self defense. Uh, no, you know, all that, now that's a little controversial. We don't want to have all that on, on, on the Super Bowl. I mean, but, uh, JLo on the pole. <laughs> well, uh, nothing wrong with that because yeah, we had that during the, <laughs> the halftime show. But that being said, um, again, if you did another, uh, you know, a little bit of a Googling, <laughs> yeah, you would have 
not been surprised with that because she was in a movie called Hustlers last year. Did pretty well as, um, in the box office, especially it was critically acclaimed. I mean, everybody loved Jennifer Lopez in, in Hustlers so much so that she was in consideration to be nominated for an Oscar. I mean, they love that stripper movie so much, but, um, um, yeah. So I wasn't surprised at all to see her on a pole because she was like, Hey, I, just, I just did this movie about strippers that everybody, most people tend to love, especially in Hollywood. So yeah, that, that wasn't surprising either. But anyway, I, I just wanted to get that out before. Like we're at the end now. Just wanted to get that out there again. As I said, I'm, on my way trying to catch a movie or <laughs> something but anyway i appreciate everyone listening we are here on trendchat247.com also available on most popular podcast outlets your google plays your spotify's and whatever like share subscribe five star ratings recommend us on the on the facebook page and all that everything it's facebook instagram twitter snapchat tiktok at trendchat247 Until next time, we'll chat with you later. Headlines and hot takes, they have their place. But at our podcast, ESPN Daily. We don't just skim the surface of sports. Dude, I mean, this clearly transcends blood feuds, <laughs> rivalries, sports. This is something far, far deeper than that. I'm your host, Pablo Torre, and every day we try to dive into the stories behind the athletes. The picture of him in the dugout afterwards just looked like a guy who'd had his heart ripped out. Listen to ESPN Daily wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. Zero seven zero zero.